literally be bawling like in full-blown tears just needing to get out of the house like driving to a nearby middle school track parked up at the middle school blasting too faithful Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Excel and Exhale podcast, where we are all about embracing God's design for work and rest. We connect with individuals who desire to excel in their God-given pathway, but struggle to embrace God's rest in a very busy world. And we do this by having transparent and transformative conversations. So if you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you are a returning listener, You already know, super, super grateful for you, and I'm glad you decided to join us again. Um, This episode is going to be amazing, going to be really good. I'm going to really be talking through um, career transitions and obeying God and all the things that has come with that in my life. Also, for those who do not know, we are on YouTube as well. Yes, we're on YouTube too. So if you're anything like me and you want to follow along with the visuals of this podcast, definitely head on over to Excel Exhale on YouTube and subscribe. All right, cool. Today, like I said, we're going to be continuing the conversation on obedience, specifically when it comes to career transitions. And I'll just take you through my story. But first, I want to share the scripture with you. Um, and it's Proverbs 12, 25, the Passion Translation. It says, anxious fear brings depression, but a life-given word of encouragement can do wonders to restore joy to the heart. And I'll read it again. Anxious fear brings depression, but a life-given word of encouragement can do wonders to restore joy to the heart. I love this scripture so much, and I'm really believing that even you as you listen, you would find that life-given word of encouragement in this episode that would restore joy to your heart. But this scripture, I've been able to see it come to life, um, especially when it comes to my career and transitioning in my career. You know, a lot of times we begin to believe the lie that if our career is not aligned, then our whole life is in shambles. If our career is not solidified or doing well, then we have somehow declined in value. And this is a lie from the pits of hell. Um, But God in his mercies and in his love, he has a way of allowing certain experiences and circumstances to really begin to highlight the things that we actually believe both about ourselves and about him. And I really want to encourage you that in those times when what you actually believe is being exposed, definitely allow God to walk through it with you. It's never to condemn you, but always to grow you and help you to understand the character of the God that you you serve a little bit more. The goal is that we may know him that we may know him. And those experience, experiences are really opportunities for you to know him more. And then knowing him more, you begin to know yourself more, like who you really actually are. Um, so yeah, by God's grace, for me coming out of undergrad, I had a background in computer information systems, um, was working in IT for a Fortune 500 company in financial technology um, for about three years as an IT project manager. I became so comfortable, so lax, <laughs> so lax in this role. Like I was like, oh, okay, the pay is good. The team is great and all of these things. And I made a huge mistake, which I know now um, it's important that whatever you're hopping into, whatever job, role, assignment, whatever the case may be, to ask God like, hey God, what is the vision and the purpose for this role? Because when you do that, you're now able to steward your time there well. You're able to steward your time accordingly to what the purpose is for you being there. But for me, I'm like, okay, I finally you know, got this big break in my field. We're good. I didn't have that growth mindset essentially of, okay, God, how can I steward my time here? Well, what is next? When is the season going to come to an end? Um, You know, what will you have me do? All of those things. No plan at all. So yes, let's keep that in mind. So I get into this job. Um, Again, I've been there for about three years at this point. Things are good, but then I begin to feel that God is telling me like, hey, your time here is coming to an end. You know, like this no longer aligns with what I want to do next with your life. But I'm looking at, I'm looking at the role itself and I'm like, nothing seems wrong. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like a normal job. Like I'm not too stressed. Things are good. The pay is good. The team is great. Why would I leave the job? It, it wasn't making sense. 
And crazy enough, like this is at the peak of COVID. So weeks later, things randomly pick up y'all like ran uh, the, the job that I was just enjoying like okay god yeah I feel like you're telling me to go but uh, what's the rush you know what I mean things look great right now weeks later y'all it was as if everything just went left um I was working remotely at the time and I would literally be having mental breakdowns on the clock the project work that wasn't taxing before became taxing um, I would, again, I would be breaking down, having mental breakdowns on the clock. And my sister would walk by my room like, sis, are you, <laughs> are you okay? Like, you know, is everything all right? Do you need a smoothie? Like, what, what do you need? How can I help you? And I didn't even remember this, but she reminded me the other day that I would be like, just pray for me. Like, can you just pray for me? And it's like, y'all, a job should never, you should never get to that point at a job. A job should not be making you lose your mind. But this is what was happening to me. Um, and I'm like, man, I knew, I, I feel like this was further driving home the point that my season here has expired. It is time for you to go, Tiffany. Like this no longer aligns with what I wanna do with you next. And it, it was almost as if the longer I waited, like things just got worse, the longer that I waited. And the reason why I could not just leave or I didn't want to just leave is because, of course, we know this. When you're leaving a job, you usually have a plan in place, some type of exit strategy that you have been planning months ahead. Like you don't just wake up and leave a job. So I could not understand the urgency and, and how I would even do it. You know, again, sometimes when God is telling you something or giving you some type of instruction to be obedient to it does not make sense to what you're seeing. I think about Noah, right? Noah, build an ark, a flood is coming. What? What is a flood? Like we've never even seen rain before. We don't even know what rain is. And you're telling us a flood is gonna come and sweep us all up, how? So I can, I can imagine what was going through Noah's head, one, and the people that he was talking to, trying to convince them to come into the ark too. But, Essentially, Noah deciding to just obey and build this ark not only saved his life, but his family's life as well. So it's important that even when what God is telling you doesn't necessarily add up to what you're seeing, that you just simply obey. Understanding that God sees the end from the beginning and he only wants what's best for you anyway. So back to the story. I'm super anxious at this point at what am I going to tell my people? Like, what am I going to tell my parents? What am I going to tell my full blown Nigerian parents that, hey, I'm about to leave this job and I do not have another job to go to. You know, I was so concerned about these things, but I put it into prayer. And funny enough, I let my dad know. And he said, what did he say? He said, um, sometimes one door has to close before the next one opens. And when I tell you, I was like, huh? Like who put those words in your mouth? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there was such a peace that came to my heart because I was not expecting him to say that, that sometimes one door has to close before the next one opens. And in my case, that that was really what it was. Like this door had to close before the next one could open. So I began the process of like letting my managers know very professionally, giving them the dates and explaining that, hey, there's an opportunity I just cannot afford to miss out on. Um, and again, everything that I'm saying at this point is straight faith because yes, there's an opportunity I can't afford to miss out on. I knew that whatever opportunity was that was coming next was better. And also that um, it was attached to me leaving this job completely. So I'm like, yeah, there's an opportunity I can't afford to miss out on. Give them, gave him, um, you know, the date that I was planning on leaving and just made sure everything was set to go and all that good stuff. And the next week, my team throws like this going away virtual celebration. And y'all, <laughs> this is the funniest thing because I'm on this laptop trying to maintain my smile and, you know, be happy. And they're like, congratulations like you're gonna do amazing things like and I'm just like God when these people go on my LinkedIn page and they see no update what will I now come and say like you know how shameful this will be God do you know what I will look like and boom 
everything that I really feel is coming out of my heart like water. Like y'all, you're worried about how you're gonna look? You're, you're worried about your reputation? You're worried about a LinkedIn update? What in the world? Yes, this is what was going on. So they're in there like, and I'm just like, thank you. You know, trying to keep my composure, keep my smile. And God is like telling me that what they're going to say does not even matter. You know, it's not about your reputation or how you look when you obey me. Just obey. How people are going to view you with you obeying me is really none of your business. You can trust me. You can trust me. Like, I have your best interest at heart. I will guide you for my name's sake. Not even about your reputation. For my name's sake, I will guide you. You know, when you see a child or a baby um, that is well-dressed, well-groomed, well-taken care of, it doesn't really talk too much about the, the child. It's him, him or herself. Because you know that the child didn't necessarily have the means um, to provide for themselves in that way. It really talks to whoever's caring for them. So God is like, for my name's sake, I will lead you. For my name's sake, I will guide you. You can trust me. Psalms 31. Psalms 31 verses 3, the Amplified Version, it says, Yes, you are my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, you will lead me and guide me. I was like, okay. You know, um, let me just stop being so concerned about what people are going to say and how people are going to view me and about a LinkedIn post. Because again, at this point, I had been so used to having an update to post and, you know, like all this stuff that really does not matter. Um, but God was just like, take the gaze off of yourself. And the truth is, it's not until you begin to fear men that you actually begin to look foolish. Like, I know sometimes when God tells us to do something or he's given us instruction, one of the fears is how we're going to appear, how we're going to look before man. But the truth is, it's not until you begin to fear man that you actually begin to look foolish. There's something that I was reading and God, God has given Jeremiah instructions on what to say. One thing he tells Jeremiah is to get up and prepare for action. Go out and tell them everything I tell you to tell them. Do not be afraid of them or I will make you look foolish in front of them. This is Jeremiah 1.7. God is saying, don't be afraid of them or I will make you look foolish. Like... Do not be afraid. It's not until you begin to be afraid of man that you actually begin to look foolish. So all of this happens and I go on to officially turn in my equipment, my laptop and everything. And it was like, after I turned in my laptop, that's when the weight of what I just did actually hit me. I was like, whoa, I no longer have a job. I was like, whoa, I no longer have a job. You know, that thing hit me so hard. This is where the faith fight began for me. Immediately after this, I was still so anxious. It was like, yes, I know God, you're telling me to do this thing. And that's, that's another thing. Even when you obey God's instruction, it doesn't always feel good. Um, there's going to be some feelings that come with it that are not necessarily true you may begin to feel shameful you may begin to feel guilt you may begin to feel you can begin to feel pain you know what i mean even as you you're obeying god knowing that good will come out of it so after i turned in my laptop i'm like what the reality of what i did is beginning to sink in i'm like anxiously tirelessly looking for anything just to have something i'm like okay well i left the job let me i'm searching for jobs left and right it didn't matter what field it was like y'all pure desperation pure desperation um <laughs> mind you i have a background in it i love it i love business you know this i know that this is what i'm supposed to be doing in this season of my life but out of desperation and fear i was willing to just take anything y'all i'm like What's a day in the life of an engineer? What's a, like, girl, what? Just relax a little bit. You know what I mean? Be still so that you can know what God wants to do. I, I love that scripture. Be still and know. Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes it's really not until you are still that you begin to know some things. And I believe like God was really just trying to get me to be still so he can work on what really matters. Like 
my heart, y'all, my heart and help me to get to know him in, in a more intimate way. And that knowledge that you're gonna you're, you receive of him in this process is more valuable than any six figure, seven figure job. This is when I was forced to come to come to terms with how I viewed myself, my value, my identity, and all of those things. You know, for so long I had been so closely attached to a company or to a job that unbeknownst to me unknowingly i started to build my identity around this thing some of my confidence was built around having this role unknowingly and now that it was out of the picture now this job is out of the picture i was now forced to ask myself tiffany who are you who are you like who are you without the job without working at this place without you know like who are you right now who am i um, and that's tough, y'all. That's really tough. Like, this is where, you know, the journey began of really allowing God to pull down and break down faulty mindsets and rebuild me in the truth of his word and in the truth of who he says I am. The fact that I am a child of God is enough. The fact that I am a child of God, a child of the most high God, a daughter of the king of kings. Like that, that is enough to make me valuable. Not a job that can be here today and gone tomorrow. My identity in Christ, in the word, is sure. That's a firm foundation. That's what I should have been building my confidence and all of these things around. But I didn't, again, I didn't realize that this is something I believed internally until I was put in this position. Um, and it was like, I knew God was leading me. I knew God was leading me to do this thing, but that still didn't take away from how it made me feel. Whew. Like for example, Abraham, I can only imagine what Abraham was feeling. I can only imagine what was going through Abraham's mind as he was on the way to be obedient to God in sacrificing his son. I can only imagine. I actually can't even imagine how that may have felt for him, but just bringing it back home, Though I was being obedient, it still did not feel good. You know, and this is where I learned that whatever you have to do to build your faith, do it. Whatever you have to do to build your faith, you must do it. Because when you lose your faith, you essentially have lost your life. The Bible says that we live by faith. We live by faith. Whatever you have to do to build your faith, you must do it. There were days where I would literally be bawling, like in full blown tears, just needing to get out of the house, like driving to a nearby middle school track, parked up at the middle school, like in tears, blasting too faithful. <laughs> this is not funny now. It's actually, it's actually not funny, but this, this was my reality, y'all. Like I would pull up to this middle school parking lot and just, just be there. Like letting this song play and letting the truth hit me over and over again until it sinks deep in my heart enough to begin to walk like I actually believe what God is what God is saying about me. You know, the lyrics are so powerful. Lord, you are too faithful to fail me. You've proven yourself in my life and I've come to realize that you are too faithful to fail me. That is the word of God. He is faithful even when we are unfaithful. God remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. This is what I had to do to build my faith. It's the truth that my heart needed. Remember, we talked about how a life-given word can restore joy back to your heart. Like, I needed the word of God in me. I knew I needed it for my faith. But again, sometimes you can't even open up your Bible. That's the beauty of worship as well. And so this song is playing and, you know, I'm just reminding myself of different scriptures and playing different things that would help me believe that God is able to guide me. That's what I, that's the part of my faith that was being attacked the most. Like my faith in God's, my faith in God's ability to guide me, right? So everything that I'm like consuming myself with at this time to build up my faith was centered on those promises of God and his ability to guide me. So real quickly, Psalms 119 verse 50, it says, your promises revives me. It comforts me in all my troubles. 
Your promises revives me. It comforts me in all my troubles. I looked up the definition of revive and it literally means to bring back to life. When you see your faith is dying and going down because of the reality of your experiences, you have to bring it back to life. And the way that you revive yourself and bring yourself back to life is the promises of God. That's what the scripture is saying. And not only does it revive you, it brings comfort, comfort in all of your troubles. And, you know, sometimes you may not have the strength to go in the mirror and declare the word of God over yourself and all of these things. Some days you may need to call a friend. <laughs> you may just need to call a friend. And this is why um, I believe strong community in the faith, like quality, quality community is so important like the brunches and stuff are cute and selfies and all of these things but you need depth in your relationships somebody that you can call that can help revive you bring your faith back to life with the promises of God that's also rooted in the word who can help you in these moments like there were days I would call a friend that I'd be on the phone with her and she's like you're gonna get a job you're going to get a job like just reminding me of what God has said about me, reminding me of the word of God, encouraging me with what she has been through as well. Like literally the Bible says that God comforts us in all of our troubles so that when others are troubled, we can give them the same comfort that God has given, given us. And if you don't have somebody you can call, find some songs that are scripture loaded that remind you of the truth of what God has said to you, what God has said about you, what God is doing right now in your life. And some of you guys probably know what I'm talking about. When you're in these moments, it feels like it's going to last forever. Like it feels, it felt like I was never going to get a job. I couldn't do, I'm like, I came to a point where I was like, why would anybody hire me? Like this thing was eaten away of at any type of confidence that I had. And that's why it was so important for God to really just demolish all of these other things that I've built my foundation on and really build me up in what is sustainable, which is his word and him. That's it. That's all that matters. And so it was a tough shredding process, but I'm super, super grateful. And I can really say that what I learned about God in this process is far more valuable than any job, anything. So yeah, um, months later after this, dramatic journey y'all I finally get a opportunity um that blew my mind a job opportunity that really blew my mind this was after I had seized from my striving I'm like I came to terms with the fact that God you you actually are faithful you're gonna do this thing you know um I don't know how I don't know when I don't I don't know I don't have those details but I do know that for your namesake, you will guide me. For your namesake, you're going to keep me. That you are a good father. You're not going to just let me be put to shame. That's what your word says. And so constantly reminding myself of these things, exhaling in that truth, and finally a job opportunity that I least expected at a salary I just was not expecting came through. And I can honestly say that God is just so faithful. I was just in awe, y'all. Like, I screamed. I screamed at the top of my lungs. My family was like, when I got the call about the offer and everything, my family was just like, because <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm like, ah, what? Like, finally, 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 finally. Like, God is so faithful. Even when we begin to grow unfaithful, he remains faithful to us. And I can promise you that when you seize your striving and you let God take full control of your situation, he will come through in unexplainable ways. But before I go into my takeaways, one thing I want us to talk about is the fact that I just want to drive the point home. You cannot build your identity around a job, around an industry, around you get the point. You can't. These things are not solid foundation. And it's so crazy. I actually had to re-record this episode, but when I recorded it, the news hadn't yet come out about 
big tech and big crisis. Um, big tech has been going through it with the layoffs. I'm talking about in the past, in almost a year, actually 200,000 jobs have been sliced from the tech industry. Now, most recently with the big tech companies, you've seen 10,000 laid off here, 12,000 laid off here. And with one of the companies, like no regard, whatever to the people, I mean, they found out that they were laid off just by opening up their laptop and not being able to get in anymore. No announcement, no type of communication, nothing. Can you imagine? When I when I when I was reading and hearing about this information, like it literally seriously put me to tears. I was like, God, this is crazy. This is even further driving the point that you cannot wrap your identity your worth, your value in any company. It does not matter how well the company is doing. That is not a strong enough foundation to hold you. It is fickle. Here one day, able to be gone tomorrow. And you must know who you are without these things. You must know that in Christ, you are valuable with or without. With or without. And you must know that God is faithful to continue to keep you and guide your footsteps. And when one door closes, he's able to open up two, three, four, and five more doors for you to walk in. Yeah, we serve a God who takes things that were meant to be evil and turns them around for, for our good. Who's able to literally work out every piece of our life, whether it's a mistake we made, whatever the case may be, and turn it around for good. That's the beauty of being God's child. And so it's really, really important to not find your identity in a job, in a big tech company, but rather in a big God, a sure God, the most high God who cares so much, so much about you. So much about you. His thoughts regarding you outweigh the grains of sand on this earth. He knows every strand of hair on your head. He can account for each one. He loves you so much and wants a relationship with you so much that he was willing to die for you. That's the type of God that I'm talking about. And I'd rather put my foundation and build my identity around him than in things that can be here today and gone tomorrow. And my heart really goes out to all who are impacted um, and who are still being impacted, I want you to know, I want you to really keep this in mind, that it's not when your problem arises that God begins to start brainstorming solutions or trying to draft up a plan to help you. No, God knows the end from the beginning. He knows and can account for every day of your life. It's not when your problem became a problem that God began to, began to start saying, oh my gosh, how are we gonna fix this? What can we do? No, he has you in mind. And if you will trust him with this circumstance, um, if you will trust him with where you are, he will take what was meant for evil and turn it and flip it around for your good. Almost as if what you experienced never even happened. That's what God can do for you. One last thing, again, if you were impacted by this, I know it's very tempting to begin to ask yourself, why me? These were top performers. These were people who were performing well at their company, making 500K to $1 million a year. Managers were included in this layoff. It's so, it's so tempting to begin to sit down and ask yourself, why me? Why me? But I want to challenge you, instead of why me, to say, God, what's next? What's next? I know you're able to take things and turn them around for my good. What's next? You are my helper. You who helped me get this job to begin with can help me find the next one. These are things that I had to remind myself of. These are things that I had to tell myself. Because even going back to my career transition, how I got the job that I was supposed to leave after three years, how I got that job to begin with was a miracle. I originally <laughs> didn't get didn't get the role. And then I got a call two weeks later, like, hey, we found something better for you. And it was a better fit than what I even interviewed for. So I'm like, okay, God, how you led me here, you led me here to begin with. Now that it's time to go, 
I know that you can lead me to the next step. So I want to challenge you again, instead of why me, God, what's next? And if you don't have a relationship with God, we'll talk a little bit about um, that at the end and how to start that journey. Um, But before we get into that, I want to get into my takeaways from this time. So I'm going to share five things. Number one takeaway, we've talked about it already, but whatever you have to do to build your faith, you must do it. We live by faith. And once you've lost your faith, you've essentially lost your life. So whatever you have to do to build your faith, you must do it. For me, it was finding songs um, that have lyrics that remind me of the promises of God and his ability to lead and guide me in this season of my life. This is really what's going to revive your whole being again. In Psalms 119 verse 50, it says, your promises revives me. It comforts me in all my troubles. So you have to become acquainted with what these promises are. And one of the promises for anyone as a child of God, once you be believe in Jesus and make him your Lord and your personal savior, one of the promises you can hold on to, Isaiah 48 verse 17, it says, this is what the Lord says, your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God, who teaches you what is good for you and leads you along the path you should follow. So really deep that and think about it. You know, even when we think about earthly tour guides, you've never seen, oh, I would hope not, a tour guide who starts a tour and halfway through the tour is like, you know what, I don't feel like doing this anymore. I'm gonna leave you here. I'll come back when I actually feel like finishing the tour. No, so how much more your heavenly father who's telling you that, hey, your perfect God, who's telling you that I am your God. I will lead you and guide you along the best pathways for your life. Number two, this one is very important. Do not despise what God is doing in your life just because it is not the most popular or the most praised by people. Don't get caught up in the big names. Don't get caught up in um, just all of the things that people praise and, and deem as so important, but rather ask God, what's the next step for you and allow him to be the one who's leading you and guiding you in your decisions, not the feedback from man or the praise of man. It's so funny when I transitioned from um, financial technology to my role now in a, dip, a different sector. One of the people that I met as I was transitioning in, she was like, oh, you know, welcome. Most people usually don't go from there to here, but uh, welcome. I was like, what? Like, I'm not even about to sit here in my head. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't really catch it, but then I was like, wait, I'm not even going to explain myself. Like, it's okay. I don't need to explain to you what God did for me in this move, how God made a room, made room for me where he sent me to. I don't have to go into details and explain that, but I am sharing that with you guys here that it is important to not despise what God is doing in your life just because it's not the most popular thing or the most praised by people. Number three, there is nothing too impossible for God to do regardless of how hopeless and dry your situation appears. Um, if God spoke a word to you, you can be sure that it will happen. One of the scriptures that really encouraged me in this season of transition um, is found in 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 16 through 19. And it's where God told the people to move by faith and make ditches for water, for, for the water that will come. And I'll read the scripture. 2 Kings chapter 3, 16 through 19. This is what the Lord says. This dry valley will be filled with pools of water. You will see neither wind nor rain, says the Lord, but this valley will be filled with water. You will have plenty for yourselves and your cattle and other animals. And y'all, this next part of the verse is really, is really what did it. It says, but this is only a simple thing for the Lord. But this is only a simple thing for the Lord. I'm looking at that situation. I'm looking at my situation. I'm like, if this is simple, then I know that what I'm going through is simple for God, for the Lord. It does not matter what your situation is. Be encouraged to know that what you're looking for God to do for you, it's but a simple thing for him. Some things to note here 
is that God is telling them like, hey, there's not going to be any win, aka there's not going to be anything pointing you towards an indication that something is happening, nothing. And this encouraged me so much because in that time, there was nothing that could indicate to me that, hey, this job is set for you. I remember even after the first interview, it took so long to hear back. But I remember um, being in the interview and some of the managers, one of the managers that you would expect to, you know, in an interview, you want to have a conversation flowing and you want to get them talking as well. And so in this interview, she's not really saying much. Uh, she's not really saying much at all, which later I find I, I find out that she's not saying much because she was like, I already had my mind made up before the interview began, like that we were going to choose you. Now, to me, on the other side, I don't see that. I don't know what's going on in her mind. I'm just like, oh my goodness, she didn't even say much. I haven't heard back. God is, you know, what's going to happen? All of these things, no wind, nothing to indicate that this will happen. But God is saying that this is a simple thing for me. So remember, there is nothing too hard for God to do. It doesn't matter how dry or how hopeless your situation appears. It is but a simple thing for the Lord. Number four, um, your obedience will not always make sense. It won't always make sense to you and it won't always make sense to everyone else who is listening. Um, and the reason being is because some things you don't find out until later on. Some things you find out along the way. One of the scriptures that I really love as well is Psalms 37 verses 5. The Passion Translation, it says, give God the right to direct your life. And as you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. Um, I'll use this, even this job as an example. It wasn't until later on that I saw how my obedience with launching season one of Excel and Exhale is what even allowed the door to open up for this divine role change. And I'll explain. So basically when I started the podcast straight off of obedience, I'm literally just recording episodes on my phone. I don't have much equipment any equipment really, except for my phone, uploaded in my episodes because I knew this was something I needed to do. Now, because of my podcast, I met some, I met somebody at an event that I was, um, it was like a conference that I was at. And he said, oh my gosh, like I listened to your podcast, your podcast, they encouraged me, they, they blessed me. And I was like, oh wow, nice to meet you. So we connected and everything. And not too long afterwards, he invited me to speak on a um, like a live talk on mental health and the moderator of this talk became one of the individuals who reached out to me for this role for this job saying hey I thought about you like we have this positioning opening up and you came to mind and it's and it's so beautiful because not only did that lead me to like the role change it also led me to walk into another promise that I had been believing God for to go back to school, like to go back and get my MBA at a great program um, without having to pay. And God did it. God did it. One simple act of obedience. And I'm like, wait, huh? So again, it's not until later on that I found out how everything added up um, in this story. So. Just follow God, allow him to direct your life like the scripture says, and trust him because along the way, you will find out that he pulled it off perfectly. And lastly, takeaway number five, faith does require work and preparation. For example, for this job, it was a job that was requiring some certifications that I didn't necessarily have, um, but I knew I needed to do my due diligence to present what I do have in a way that shows them that I'm more than prepared for this job, more than able to provide the value needed to this role. Any army that you see in a Bible who is sent out for war, even when they were believing the Lord to fight for them or to fight on their behalf, they still had to go out and take their position. Again, God is not against preparation. Prepare, but know that the victory belongs to the Lord. Proverbs um, 21, 31, it says, a horse is prepared for the day of battle 
but victory is of the Lord. So definitely do your due diligence, prepare, do your mock interviews, read what you need to read, but understand that the victory from whatever you're going into is coming from the Lord, not your efforts, though your work is important. And those are all the takeaways from this episode. Um, I'll just quickly go through them again. Number one, whatever you have to do to build your faith, you must do it. We live by faith. Uh, when you lose your faith, you've essentially lost your life. Number two, do not despise what God is doing with you just because it is not the most popular thing or the most praised by people. Number three, there's nothing too hard for God, regardless of how dry and impossible your situation looks. God can do it. It's but a simple thing. Number four, your obedience won't always make sense to people or even you because some things you find out along the way. And number five, lastly, faith does require work and preparation. All right. So I really hope that this episode has blessed you in some way. I want to encourage you to take time to build a personal relationship with God, to spend time in his word and see what he says about you. Communicate how you feel to him, ask him to help you where you need help um, and um, invite him in to direct your life because you know, it's really frustrating when you're trying to follow someone else's life as your blueprint. No one else's God-given pathway is the same as yours. Your God-given pathway that you wish to excel in is distinct to you. Like God was very intentional with building you and building the pathway for your life. Only he knows the steps that you need to take. There is no one, two, three step process for everyone. You know, not everybody's going to have to wait the same amount of time. Not everybody's going to have to leave a job before the next one opens. Um, but this is why it's so important to build that personal relationship with God so that as he's leading you and guiding you, you know, it's him and you just follow and you see at the end that he has done it perfectly for you. He's guiding you along the best pathway for your life. And I just want to say a quick word of prayer for a special set of people. You may be listening to this and you want to go on this journey with God. I say it all the time. You cannot excel in your God-given pathway without the pathway maker himself, God. And he desires to walk with you. He desires to lead you on this journey. He desires to have a relationship with you. God is not some mystical being up in the sky who is so detached from humanity. No, he made you, he cares about you, and he wants to walk with you throughout this journey of life. Um, and the truth is, Jesus died not just for you to have rest here on earth, but to have rest for your soul um, eternally, in eternity with him, right? And if that's you and you're looking to have um, a relationship with God, you're looking to take the first step in the journey, I just want you to say this quick word of prayer with me. Father God, I recognize that I am a sinner and I can't do this life on my own. I believe you sent your son Jesus to die for me and I accept him into my life as my Lord and personal savior. I received the gift of the Holy Spirit to help me in this journey and I thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. I also want to say a quick word of prayer for anyone who is listening to this episode who may be in a situation similar to what I've talked about, or you may be a part of those who were um, affected by the massive layoffs, whatever your situation is, whatever your case is, I just want you to know that God cares deeply for you. You listening to this point of this episode is not by mistake. Um, like we've mentioned before, it's not when it's not when your problem shows up or arises that God begins to start drafting up solutions for you. No, God already has a plan. He has every day of your life accounted for and quick word of prayer for you. So, Father God, I thank you um, for those who are listening to this episode who may be impacted um, 
in any way from anything that was mentioned here today. I thank you that you care so deeply about them. I thank you that you are their helper. You are their firm foundation. I thank you that this is not the end for them, that where they are now is simply a place of transition into the next great thing that you have for them in Jesus name. I thank you that it is but a simple thing for you to change their situation. Lord, I pray that hope will begin to arise in their hearts again in Jesus name. I thank you, O Lord, for the life-giving, encouraging word that is beginning to restore joy to their hearts in the name of Jesus. I pray in this season that they will grow closer to you, closer than ever before, and begin to learn about who you are and your ability and willingness to guide us in every step of our lives. Father, I thank you that it is well with them and they soon will testify in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Y'all, thank you so, so much for tuning in and sticking to the end of this episode. Um, I hope this blessed you and encouraged you in some way. And if it did encourage you, encourage me by letting me know in the comments, uh, liking, subscribing on YouTube and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, we also have a website now, excelexhale.com. So you definitely want to head over there, check that out, subscribe so you can receive news newsletters as they begin to come out. Um, love you all so much and I will catch you in the next episode.